good to be with you, and it is good to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, here we are, the last day of 2023, and as we enter in this day, I want to, um, the heart of this message is to reflect a little bit on 2023, but to look forward to 2024. And that's kind of the heart of the message today, Um, and I'm going to begin by reading scripture and then uh, open up in some prayer, and then we'll move forward. This scripture is out of the book of Ephesians. If you have a a copy of scripture you'd like to follow along, it's Ephesians chapter 3, starting at verse 14 is where where we're going to start today. This is Paul, and this is Paul that's has been preaching a word, you know, we're midway in Ephesians, midway in the third chapter, I should say, and actually, if I think about it, boy, we're pretty much midway in the center of the message that Paul has for the churches at Ephesus. And as we think about these first three verses, well, as we think about these first three chapters, there's a reason for what Paul is saying Let me read the scripture first, and then we'll go on, and we'll talk about that. So Ephesians chapter 3, 14 starts this way. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth drives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, According to his power that is at work in, in us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Father, we come before you this day, and we ask that the power of your written word would move mightily upon our hearts today. Lord, we pray that your word would encourage and strengthen and prepare us for the days ahead. Lord, we are thankful for all that you're going to do in this service today. Lord, our hearts are open. I pray that our ears will hear and our hearts will receive all that you have for us this day. In Jesus' name we pray it. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. So it's interesting, this scripture starts out, for this reason, and every time I read for this reason, I, I have to go back and say, well, what is the author talking about in this instance? What is Paul saying? Why is he saying for this reason? So if we were to flip back to chapter 1, chapter 2, and the beginning of chapter 3, we'd see a couple things. We'd see that Paul is speaking to the people at Ephesus, and more or less he's saying to them, I've I've got great news for you. I've got fantastic news for you. You, 
Gentiles are a part of the church of Jesus Christ. In other words, Christ came, he was a Jew, and he came for the Jews, but in addition to that, he came for you too. And that's great news. That's why you and I are sitting in this place today. It's because Paul recognized that not only did Jesus come for the Jews, he came for the Gentiles. And we can sit in this place knowing that we have a relationship with Christ and knowing that when that day comes, we will go up to heaven and spend eternity with Jesus Christ. And Paul's addressing the people. And it's, it's interesting, just a few things that he says in the, in the book. First of all, in chapter 1, he, he talks about predestination. He talks about election. He talks about those things to include that in, in verse 11, he says, In him we were also choosing, chosen, having been predestined. And he goes on in chapter 1, Having believed you were marked with him with a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that great news? That the moment we came to Christ, we were sealed, a mark upon our hearts saying, Christ saying to us, your mind, your mind, sealed for the day of redemption. And then he goes on and he talks in chapter 2. He says, he goes on and just gives a clarity of, you know, at one time you were dead in your sins. And you were wandering ways and you were absolutely lost, as Gary said, but on a, a very spiritual way. You were absolutely lost. And I think in... I think in verse 4 of chapter 2, it begins this way in most translations. But God, but God, because of God, because of his great care for all of humanity, offers a solution, that solution being Jesus Christ. And again, not just to the Jews, but to the Gentiles as well. In verse 3, he excuse me, in chapter 3, he starts out by talking about a mystery. And this mystery being Jesus Christ. This mystery for all time is being revealed to all creation. And, and later on in, in that portion of chapter, he says, he says that, And now, through the church, the manifestation of Jesus Christ is to be revealed. That we are part of God's plan in revealing the good news to all the world. That's why we're here today. It's being equipped to be the saints of God that he's called us to be. And then he continues in chapter 3. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read this one more time. But let me read it this way. Let me read it as, uh, as if Paul were in the room with us. The Apostle Paul coming here today to Radiant Springs and knowing that we are in the last day of 2023. Knowing that 2023 is beyond us, we're looking to 2024, and Paul is here proclaiming a word to us, and he says, I'm kneeling before the Father, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And Paul goes on, to, and he says this to you, to you and me. He says, 
And I'm praying for you that out of the glorious riches of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you may be strengthened with power. Now stop right there. That power, that word power there is dunamis power. As Pentecostals, we know that word well from in the book of Acts when, we're t- when, when, um, when the book of Acts is talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Dunamis power. Power and authority to witness to the world of the goodness of Jesus. It's interesting, as Paul mentions this word dunamis, Paul is mentioning it as everyday language. In other words, Paul is talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit living in us, as in it's just a, it's just a, it's just something that happens. It's just, I don't want to say an everyday occurrence, but it's just something that, that Paul says, well, of course people are baptized in the Spirit. Of course they live in that power. Of course they live in that strength. Why would not, why would not people want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But he says in this Revelations, I pray that out of the, the riches of his glory, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And then he goes on and he says, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. In other words, Paul would be saying to us, 2024 is coming. You know how 2023 was. 2024 is coming, and you're going to need the love of Jesus Christ in your heart for a variety of reasons. And he goes on to say this. He says, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God as you live through 2024. Paul wants us to know the fullness of God as we walk through those days. And then he concludes by saying this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So in this uh, passage, there's, two, there's four things I want to talk about. First of all, this word, and I mentioned it already, in verse 16, that Paul wants us to live with dunamis power. And that dunamis power will carry us through in all the situations that we will go through in 2024. Dunamis power is placed upon us to witness to people. It's placed upon us to be the ambassadors of Christ that we were called to be in this season of life. You know, we were we were all born for this time, to live in this time, to live in this days. All the things that are happening in this day are happening, but we have been equipped to live through this day. We have been equipped by God to live through this day, and we've been equipped with power, with might from on high. So as we look at this word, 
this word dunamis and living in the power of the Lord, Paul says to live in that power, to live in the strength of the Lord of, of Jesus Christ despite all the situations and circumstances that will come your way. In the book of Matthew, I want to turn here and throughout this message, look from a biblical standpoint at what Paul is talking about. And I think about this scripture, and just tender it here, um, in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus is talking about the end of the age, signs of the end of the age. We're all living in the age of the Gentiles right now, and sooner, sooner than later, this age is going to end. And in this word, he says this, um, in verse 12, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, then the end will come. Because of the increase of wickedness of the love, most will grow cold. Dear ones, as 2024 begins, we want to be rooted in the love and in the nurture and in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. We all know things that have happened in 2023 and years before 2023 that have caused people to be separated from good biblical knowledge. It's happening. We're living in a day and time where people are calling good evil and evil good. We see it all around us, right? That's not news. We see it. We see it. Jesus wants us to be filled with dunamis power that we would be kept and strengthened by the power and the love of his Holy Spirit and be victorious as we walk through 2024 and all that will come. We don't want to be one of those casualties of verse 12 in Matthew. But we want to be filled with power to be able to stand up to the things that we see happening in 2024, things that would no doubt come against the church. We want to be strengthened and encouraged by the power of the Holy Spirit to not only survive, but to thrive through those times. To be a people that God can use to help direct others in the right way in 2024. We want to be strong, bold, and courageous. And Paul says, we need the power of the Spirit to do that. Secondly, Paul says this. Paul goes on to say, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how, long, how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. So secondly, he says, I want you to be rooted and established. 
rooted and established in love. Now those, those words, rooted and established, are interesting words. Rooted is a horticultural term. It means roots growing down deep to have to continue to grow in good biblical principles, to be strengthened by good biblical knowledge, to continue to live and dwell in this word, to not be swayed by what we see on the news, to not be drawn to the left or to the right, but to be rooted and growing and nourished in this, lo in this word. Rooted, a horticultural term. It says also, Paul says, I want you to be established. And that word established is an architectural term. It means a deep foundation. I think when I think of it, I think of, oh, buildings that are built on the coast where, where the footings go down deep, pillars go deep, 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 deep into the ground to hold those massive structures up into the air, but those massive structures cannot be held up in the air without the architecture that says the footings need to go deep, deep, deep and solid to hold that building in place because on the coast, storms come and those buildings even sway a little bit, but they don't get toppled because they're rutted, they're established. And Paul's praying that for us. As we look forward to 2024, Paul's saying, I want you to grow deep that your roots would continue to be nourished in the word of God and that you would continue to be strengthened in his love, be established in his love so that, Paul says, so that you may be able to, uh, to grasp how wide and long and high and, and deep is the love of Christ. So as I think about this word, being rooted and established in the love of Christ, in the love and that which Christ has for us, I think of this. Kind of like a tree. A tree blows and it sways. And it's strengthened as it blows and it swayed, as it sways by the wind. So, too, you and I grow, most of the time we grow as we're working through hard, difficult times in our lives. And I'm sure that you can think back on 2023, and there were probably some hard, difficult times that you went through. I'm guessing just as life goes on, there will be some hard, difficult times in 2024. There'll be situations that, that happen that you just weren't planning on it. Maybe you didn't even see it coming. Maybe situations happen that, 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 that will stun you. But don't let them overcome you. Be rooted and established and know that because God was faithful in the past, he'll be faithful in the future. That God is faithful to his people. 
God will faithfully carry us through whatever happens in 2024. That he has the ability to strengthen us. I want to look quickly at a scripture to highlight this. It's found in the book of John chapter 11. And as I'm turning there, so this is a story, within this story, John chapter 11, is Jesus finding out that Lazarus is dead and he's coming back to, to, raise, to raise Lazarus from the dead. And he comes upon, um, in this story, he comes upon Martha. And Martha is bothered by this, to say the least. Her brother is dead. She knows that Jesus has the power to raise him, but yet Jesus didn't come when first called. And she's troubled in heart. She's troubled in spirit. Like She doesn't get this. She doesn't understand. She, it, it makes no sense to her that her brother would have died. It's a situation that she didn't see coming, and she knew that she knew that Jesus had the power and the authority to raise him from the dead, but he didn't show up. And, and he expresses, she expresses something to him in just the verse I'm going to read here. And starting at verse 21, she says, she says, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again at the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God was to come into the world. Martha had really good biblical theology of Jesus. She knew who Jesus was and is. She knew that. And then a storm came into her life. Her brother dies. And she's looking at the Lord and saying, Lord, if you would have just been here. And as the story goes on, as we know, the Lord raises Lazarus from the dead. Let me encourage you with these words. Storms, well, let me say it. Storms will come. There will be storms in your life that will come in 2024. They will happen. But be encouraged that through strength, love, nurture of the Lord Jesus Christ, as you rest and abide in him, he will guide and direct you through every situation you'll go through. Rest in him. Trust in him. Trust in him. That's easy to say right now, right? It's easy to say right now. But more than likely, there's going to be a storm that will come. 
And no, no, deep, deep within your being that God is faithful and that he will carry you through the storm that will come in 2024, whatever that is, personal or whatever. Know that God is faithful to deliver you. Amen? That's hard to say an amen to, isn't it? That's hard to say an amen to because we think about storm. We don't want a storm. We don't want to think about things that we don't want to go through. We don't want to think about that. But we want to be equipped for that. We want to be spiritually equipped and know that God is faithful and that he can empower us and, and, and carry us through that which will come. He'll carry us through. He'll carry us through. Rest in the knowledge of the Lord. So we see these words in here that he wants us to have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And verse 19 goes on to say this, And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That's an interesting, that's interesting when I read this. Paul says, to know this love that surpasses knowledge. In the Greek, those are two different words. The first word he talks about, or the second word, let me say that, the second time he says knowledge, the word is gnosis. Gnosis. It's a general intelligence and understanding the knowledge of the word. Paul says, I want you to know this word and trust in this word and trust in the prophecies and trust in the promises and trust in the good things and trust in the things that are hard to read but they're good for you. Trust in this word. But he, that's the second word. He begins by saying, oh, get to the right page here. He begins by saying, to know this love that surpasses knowledge. The first word, know, is a word called gnosko. Gnosko. Gnosko means to have a knowledge grounded on personal experience. In other words, Paul's saying, I want you to have both. I want you to know the word, to be rooted and established, growing deep with your, being nurtured and strengthened in good biblical theology. But he says, in addition to that, he says, I want you to have a gnosis. Have a personal experience with the Lord that deepens you. And, and Paul goes on to say, to bring, brings you to the full knowledge of God. In other words, we can know this word, and we, it, it's good to continue to grow in the depth and the knowledge of this word. 
but also to gnosis Jesus, to have a very personal experience with Jesus. You might say, well, Mark, what do you mean by that? A personal experience. Certainly born again is a personal experience, isn't it? It certainly is. But Paul talks about other things. I want to highlight a few other things. And I pray that our hearts would be open to this. Like, for instance, in the book of 2 Corinthians, well, actually, let me, let me start kind of chronologically. Let me go to the book of Acts, chapter 9. Starting at verse 3, Paul is going to Paul at that time called Saul is on his way to Damascus. And as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Paul had a gnosis, a personal encounter with the Lord that began to change him. As a matter of fact, it was the foundation for changing him from a persecutor of the church to one that, that was, became one of the great preachers and certainly the writers of the gospel. We can look at a second illustration. It's found in the book of Corinthians chapter 12. Paul's speaking again, and he says this, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. But God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from it, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. He heard inexpressible things, things that men are not permitted to tell. I'll boast about that man, and he goes on to talk about that. But Paul's talking about a dream or a vision that he said. And he said, you know, whether it happened in my, in my body or not, he said, I don't know. He says, but I can tell you that I was in the third heaven and I was enjoying the presence of the Lord and I was seeing things that, that men are not supposed to see and, and I was having a gnosis experience with the Lord. And let me tell you now that there are some in this room that are acquainted with dreams and visions. God has blessed you with the ability to have dreams and visions and and God uses that mightily in your life, and praise the Lord for that. Let me tell you the others, to the others that that may not happen all that often. Be open to what God is showing you. Through 2024, not only be open, but be aware of some supernatural things that God might be preparing or using you for. In other words, more directly, there may be certain times you're having dreams and you wake up and you think, wow, what was that all about? What was that dream? Write it down. 
start making a journal of things that, dreams that, I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure what to do with that. Write it down. And let God begin to show you and use you in some supernatural ways that perhaps you might not be acquainted with. Does that make sense, saying that? That makes sense? That God is preparing his people, and part of the preparation is doing some supernatural work in his people that they might not have been exposed to, and one of those is dreams and visions. That God is in the, still in the business, quote, to quote, quote, unquote, if I can use that word, God is in the business of speaking and, and, and manifesting himself supernaturally to people. He still does that. And it may be that through 2024, he begins or continues to refine in you those supernatural things, dreams and visions, to be prepared for them, that God will use them in your life. A third area I want to look at is found in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 14. It's a familiar story. The disciples are in a boat, in a boat. Jesus comes up upon them while they're in this boat. They've been in the boat for a number of hours. A storm starts coming up, and Jesus starts walking on the water. And let me just read a little bit about that. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come out on the water to you. Come, he said. Then Peter got up out of the boat, walked onto the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught him, and said, You have little faith, he said. Why do you doubt? 2024. For some of us in this room... We're going to be comfortably living in our boat. Just enjoying being in our boat. Whatever our boat is, we're going to be comfortable in it. And then there's going to be a storm that will come up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to shake us. It's not going to rattle us, but it's going to shake us. It's, it's going to, you know, it's kind of... Wow, that's, the storm's just getting a little, it's starting to get a little intense. intense. And then one day Jesus is going to speak to us. He's going to say, get out of that boat. Get out of that boat and begin to walk in the direction I want you to walk. In that way. Don't be afraid. Keep your eyes focused on me, straight ahead, and just walk. Perhaps for a few people in this room, God's going to call you to do that. You're comfortable in your boat. But God's going to lead you through a gnosis experience. He's going to say, come. And you're going to need to step out of that 
And if you look to the right or to the left, you're going to be discouraged. You're going to want to give up. Going to want to maybe step back into the boat without God saying step back into the boat. Keep your eyes focused on him. Live in that gnosis moment of knowing that's Jesus that said, come. And follow him. Don't be scared. The situation might, might be scary. Don't be scared. Walk. When Jesus says, come, walk. And do that which Jesus has called you to do. Don't be scared. If Jesus says come, he's got a plan. He's got a purpose. It might look scary, but that's okay. Jesus can handle the fears. Jesus can provide what you need. But come. That's, some, that's for somebody in here. Maybe more than one. I don't know, but that's for somebody in here. Remember that. Remember this date. In 2024, remember, when Jesus says, come, follow him. Follow him. So lastly, Paul says this. More or less, he says, pray big. In 2024, pray big. As a matter of fact, oh, I don't know, uh, Maybe not song, so long before Brent called me, a, a week or two, I was, I was thinking on this very scripture right here, just this portion right here. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than, we can, than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that has worked up, that's, to me that's amazing. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we can ask or imagine. I began to think about that. I began to think about my own prayer life. I began to think, God, am I praying big? Am I praying about, about situations? As a matter of fact, there was a situation in my life, and uh, I'm thinking, it, it was kind of an aha moment to me, and I thought, you know, I could be praying about that. I could be praying about it because it's something that, that by my own means, by my own ways, it's, um, I'm looking at the situation and thinking, I don't know how that's going to happen. And I'm even able to think about it, but Paul says in this word, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than what you can ask or imagine, Pray big. Pray big. Begin to expand your prayer life through 2024. And asking God for things that are good, true, right, and holy. I'm not saying, you know, ask him for, you know, things that, <laughs> that he's not going to do. You know what I mean. Hey, ask him for things that are good and right and in alignment with, with what he'd have for you. Pray big. Pray big. So I think of a couple of uh, illustrations. One of them, and I love this scripture, it's in the book of James. It's uh, chapter 
five, I believe. It's about Elijah. I just like the way this reads. Elijah, James chapter five, verse 17. Elijah was a man just like us. I love that statement. Elijah was a man just like me, just like you. Elijah was a man just like us. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. Wow. God said to Elijah, Elijah, pray that it's not going to rain. And Elijah was a man just like us, and he prayed, Lord, I pray that you'd shut up the heavens. And the heavens were shut up. Who would think that a man could do that? I certainly wouldn't. But the Bible says that he said to a man, Elijah, pray that this would happen. And it did. And so three and a half years go by. And then God says, again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. Elijah was a man just like us. And he was praying about things that like he wouldn't even think about thinking about praying that way. But God says, pray that way. So Elijah prayed that way. <laughs> and Elijah was a man just like me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So one more place I want to go with this. Where's the chapter at? Oh, yes. This is one of my favorite chapters, too. It's in Acts chapter 3. I love this story. I love this story. This is shortly after... Peter and John and, and 120 others were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they're going to the temple one day. And they're, they're going there to pray. And uh, they come up to a gate called Beautiful. Then uh, they come across a beggar. Verse 4 says this, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I give to you I give in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk, then he went up to the temple with them in the courts, praising God. And the story goes on from there. That's an amazing story. Peter and John are going about their day. And, and part of their day is going to the temple to pray. So they're going to the temple to pray. They see this, this beggar at the gate, beautiful. And, and honestly, they've seen that guy at the gate, beautiful, uh, probably for I don't know how long. But sometime, a long time. I mean, this isn't the first time they've seen this guy. A lot of people have seen this guy right here. But today, this day, Peter's walking along, and the Spirit of the Lord speaks to Peter's heart, and he says, pray for that man. So Peter looks straight at him. In other words, God's saying something, and he's seeing something, and he's hearing something, and he begins to pray. And he says, in the name of Jesus, I don't have silver or gold, but in the name of Jesus, walk. Pay attention when God is speaking to you this year, wherever it is. 
And let him build your faith in prayers, in the ability to pray. Not in the ability to pray, but in the ability to see what God does with your prayers. You might be in the supermarket, and God says to you, pray for that person. If you're like me, it's like, that's kind of awkward. I don't know that person. I'm guessing Peter and John didn't know this person. But Peter was captivated by the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God said, pray for that person. And he prayed for him. And a miraculous thing happened. If we will pay attention to the Spirit of God, when he says pray for that thing, two things will happen. Number one, that person will be blessed by you praying for them. Number two, your faith will be encouraged by praying for that person. Number three, God's will will be accomplished. So I guess there's three things. But the first two, that person will be blessed, and you will be blessed and strengthened and encouraged in the Spirit, knowing that you have heard from God and you've done what he's done, and you just let the results up to God. That's what he does with that person. But be attentive to when the Spirit of the Lord says pray. Pray. Wherever it is. Whatever he asks you to do. I believe your your faith will shoot up tremendously as you take a step in faith and just pray. Whatever the circumstance is, whatever the person, whoever it is, If you're sitting there at your desk one day and someone comes to your mind, shoot them a text. Hey, so-and-so, just thinking about you. Pray that your day's going well. Pay attention to the little things that God is putting in your mind and your spirit and act on those little things. And see the goodness of the Lord build your strength, build your faith throughout 2024 to be the person of God that God's called you to be. Just by praying, being attentive to the Spirit, and doing and letting God use you to do immeasurably more than what you could ever ask or imagine yourself. So here we are, the end of 2023. Let's just thank the Lord for 2023. Would you stand with me and let's just let's just close this this time in prayer. Father, as we look back on 2023, we thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you for all the good things that you have done. Lord, there may have been hard times, but God, you've been faithful through those times. There have been times where where things were just wonderful, and we praise you for those times. Lord, we thank you that you have done and accomplished what you wanted to do and accomplish in 2023, and we praise you. God, we're filled with a heart of gratitude knowing that you have faithfully led us through 2023. 
And now, Lord, we look to 2024, and, and Jesus, we're looking to 2024, and we're, God, we're asking that you give us divine insight and a, a divine perspective as we look to 2024. God, that we will see things from your point of view, from your vantage point, Lord. That our strength, our, our faith would be strengthened and encouraged. Lord, that as we go through times and trials throughout this season, throughout 2024, that you will use those seasons to perfect us, to grow us, to, to, to mold us and shape us to be the men and women of God you've called us to be. God, thank you for all the beautiful things that are going to happen. Those things that are just going to be great joy and delight that we will laugh with tremendous joy at. Lord, thank you for those things in advance. Lord, most of all, thank you for your power and presence. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit dwelling upon us and dwelling in us. Lord, thank you for dunamis power that is available to each and every believer. Lord, thank you for salvations that will come this year. Lord, I pray your blessing over Radiant Springs, Lord, that, that this church would grow spiritually and numerically for the glory of your name. Father, I thank you for every good thing you're going to do in our lives, Lord. Cause us to be filled with utter joy knowing that we are living for, for God Almighty, the author of salvation. Have your way in our lives today, we pray it. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. While we, while our worship team plays our favorite, their final song here today, we talked a lot about prayer and the power of prayer, and everybody needs, you, each one of us have some place in our life that we need prayer over. So while they're playing their final song, I'd like Mark to come back up here, and if any of you have a prayer need, you want to come forward and we'll pray with you.